Praise God. So, Peter writes in epistle, 1 Peter 2.21, that Christ is our example in suffering. Even though he did no wrong, he was persecuted. He endured uh, the threats, and he, he didn't have uh, uh, retaliation for all the threats. And the Bible says, to this we were called to suffer persecution. Isn't that exciting? Now, I don't remember signing up for that. I don't remember when the altar call, okay, whoever wants to accept the Lord, come on down. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you're called to persecution. You're called to people not liking you, you know, throwing stones at you and all that stuff. I don't remember that. But in 1 Peter 4.14 says, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. Do you ever think about that? At work when they say, oh, you're just a holy roller. You're just a Bible thumper. You're just one of those Christians, those weak Christians. It says, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So the glory of God will rest upon you when they persecute you. Isn't that nice? So these are the kind of scriptures that we give to the mature group. We have a mature group out here? We don't have any whiners and complainers, do we? No. They're talking bad about me. <laughs> wah, wah, you know? <laughs> so... The mature group, they're the ones that are supposed to hold their tongue. Did you know that? They're not supposed to just speak their mind. Just let whatever comes out, however you feel, just come out. The Bible says what? Be quick to hear and slow to speak. Right? Listen to the person. Find out what their spirit is. And don't be just saying things that you want to say. Don't be like Peter. Remember the woman that was caught out in adultery? The men brought her to Jesus and we're pressing Jesus to make a quick judgment and action upon her. I think we have a, a picture of that. They had the stones in their hands. They're ready to, to throw them at her. And the Bible says they continually ask him, Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. What do you say? He didn't make a quick judgment. What did he say? He slowed it down. Ooh, wait a minute. He didn't answer him. He just went into the the ground and started writing in the sand. And they were saying, what are you writing? And they all looked and they saw and they went away one by one. And you know how people try to press you with things, like your kids? Mommy, I want to go to Jimmy's house. Can I go? 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 You have to slow down. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who is Jimmy? <laughs> Where are you going and what are you going to do? Right? So when people give you a hard time and speak against you, you don't just blurt out what you're going to say. Wait a minute, slow it down here a little bit. Where's that coming from? How can I address this in a godly manner, right? So Jesus had compassion upon her, not on her sin, but compassion on her because he said to her, go and sin no more. Now in that declaration was the power and the faith to be able to do what he said. He didn't lecture her and tell her, you know what you're doing is wrong. These things, you know, you're not ought to be doing. He just spoke a word of life. And you know, sometimes I have to do that with the kids that are running around the church. I don't say, you know what, you're messing up, kids, what you're doing, you know, stop running around. I just said, I just stop them, you know, with my glaring eyes. <laughs> and the boldness of the Lord. And I said, there's no running in church. You got it? <laughs> because in the word is the power to change. Because I've had the Lord speak to me before. He said, oh boy of little faith. And I'm saying, boy, 
I'm 30 years old. Why are you calling me boy? And little faith, I've been believing you for all kinds of things. Why do you say that? But in that, it was an accurate judgment of where I was in a certain situation. But there was the faith and love to be able to do what he said. Amen? Amen? So we want to encourage people. We just want to judge them and cut to the chase. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to them. Praise the Lord. So we're going to take a look at a passage today in the Old Testament to learn about Jesus in the New Testament. So how are you going to do that, Pastor Chuck? Well, the Bible says that when the Pharisees were talking to Jesus, he said, you search the scriptures looking for eternal life, but the scriptures actually testify of me. In other words, there's a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament that talks about Jesus. And I had an Old Testament teacher as a pastor when we were growing up, and he would show us and give us the principles in the Old Testament, and we would say, wow, that's amazing, because it's in story form, and you can receive it better. So we're going to hear a story now about a, a girl named Ruth. You remember Ruth? Anybody remember Ruth? Not your neighbor. I'm talking about the Ruth in the Bible, okay? <laughs> Let me give you a backdrop, and we'll get through this. There's a Hebrew woman named Naomi, and Naomi was a, a Jewish person, a Hebrew person, and there was a famine in the land, so her and her husband moved to Moab, a, a foreign country, a non-Christian or non-Hebrew country. And they had two sons, and they picked up some, some wives. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just picked them up. <laughs> Just went down to the store, said, you got any wives for me? <laughs> and so they got these wives, but they were not, you know, Hebrew wives. And so guess what happened? Talk about tragedy. The husband dies, and the two sons that were married to these girls die. No more men in the family. So Naomi says, I'm going to go back to my country. And she told the daughter-in-laws, now, you stay here and get a husband. You don't have to come back. And, they, and Ruth says, you know what? Famous line says, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to lodge where you lodge. Your God will be my God, and I'm going to be with you until death do us part. And that's where we got that wedding vow. I'll be with you until death do us part. Amen. Praise God. I, I like uh, one of the coaches, I think it was, who's the coach from UCLA that had those, that great run with uh, Lou Alcindor? Huh? John Wooden, yeah. He said, no, my wife and I, we, we never uh, thought about divorce. We thought about murder, but we never thought about divorce. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be an inspirational speaker. Why are you saying that? So, so she went with Naomi to a country. There was no supplier, no provider, and they had no money. So Ruth went into the fields to gather whatever grain she could from the barley. And in those days, the uh, landowners were supposed to leave a little bit of grain on the sides of the field so the people, the poor people could come and partake of that. Aren't we supposed to do that? Leave a little bit extra, right, for the people. When we have a gathering here, we, we, the extra food, we give it to Rudy. He goes and takes it to his compadres in the, uh, in the park. And they're very thankful, and they're hungry, right? They keep looking. Is Rudy coming today? <laughs> so I, sometimes when Rudy's not there, I go myself, and they go, yeah, Pastor, thank you. We appreciate that food. And uh, it's, it's, over, it's over for us, but it's a blessing to them. Praise God. So that's, that's what uh, this guy named Boaz was doing. Now, Boaz is a type of Christ. He's the redeemer. He's the kingsman. And Ruth is like the church. 
So a lot of ladies said, I'm looking for my Boaz, my provider, my handsome man that's going to just take me away from all this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, <laughs> so <laughs> where is that Boaz anyway? <laughs> where is he hiding? <laughs> I told you some of your Boazes are on back order. You know, you. They, they, they don't make that kind anymore. You got a list of 10 things, and that's outdated. They don't do that no more. Praise God. So here's the advice that Naomi gives Ruth to get closer to her Redeemer, closer to Jesus. And the mark of a, a true Christian is that you want to know Jesus more, right? We just don't want to be saved. We want an intimate relationship with him. It, and you know, when you're with him, it's like nothing else matters. It's the most glorious thing that you ever want to experience. There's joy and there's peace. There's love. There's everything. You're protected. There's everything. Now, if you want to see him face to face, don't you want to know him now heart to heart? And he, he has a longing for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a love story that is. So let's read this Ruth story. You ready? One day Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well and provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked with, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing the barley on the threshing floor. What does that mean? That means they take the barley, they throw it up, the wind hits the chaff, and the real barley comes down. He said they have a big uh, ordeal about that. All the families there, the wives, the kids, everybody's there. And so the next scripture says, Here's the instructions. You ready? Now, in this, hopefully you can figure this out. In this is the five steps of how you can get closer to Jesus. Are you ready? You're writing notes? I like that. Praise the Lord. Got your Bibles? Praise the Lord. Brother Renee's got his Bible. Praise the Lord. Okay, therefore, ready? Wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. And next verse, then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies and you shall go in, uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, all that you say to me, I will do. You ready for the five steps? Let's go back to the first verse here or the, uh, let's go one more. Yeah. Therefore, what? Wash yourself. In the natural, let's look at this just in the natural first. You're supposed to take a bath. <laughs> Amen? You're supposed to be clean. You don't want to be with somebody that's all dirty, right? Smelly, got grease on his hands, been working out there. Hey, baby. <laughs> Get out of here. Second thing is what? Put on some perfume. Something that appeals to the senses. A lady's perfume is like her trademark. You know, you, you feel the fragrance of her coming by. Praise the Lord. It's very intoxicating. Okay. <laughs> then get your best dress. Put your red dress on, girl. <laughs> dress up. Look good. Or put on that little black dress. I never heard of a little black dress, but my wife and I, we're Hallmark aficionados. Uh, and uh, they talk about this little black dress. I go, what is a little black dress? And so Meghan Markle has 
improved the little black dress, and they have all the things. Well, look what she did with that little black dress. So then, <laughs> the second two things, the next uh, scripture. When he lies down, that you shall go, you shall notice the place where he lies. So it, it, this is a big, you know, like like a barn where a lot of people are sleeping. It's not like a private room somewhere in a hotel. This is a, a lot of people there, kids are there. She says, watch where he lays and go lay at his feet and he will tell you what he should do. So the principle here in the natural is commit to his leadership. Commit yourself to what he wants you to do. And then the second thing is to agree with the man. Do everything he says. Now this is good advice, but these last two principles are a little hard in this day and age to commit yourself to his leadership and do everything he says. <laughs> and all the ladies said, amen. All right. I know you don't want to say anything because your husband's there. But, you know, my wife and I, we got married. We only knew each other for 10 weeks. And when you only know somebody in 10 weeks, you don't really know all about them. But in that 10 weeks' time, everything was golden, man. You know, everything I said was wonderful. All my thoughts were good thoughts. Everything was clicking. I listened to everything she said. I was so kind. I was so patient. And then we got married. And it didn't seem to be the same way as when we were dating. And so we said, we looked at each other, we should sue each other for false advertising, you know. Well, this is not the person that I married, you know. And so she, I wasn't as patient and kind. You know, we were, I tell the story, I was working with the blind people, and we would go to, to, to climb where the blind people, and I would teach them Bible, and I, they, I would take them, and I would hold them by the arm, and I'd walk them, and I was so kind, and I was so wonderful to them all. My wife says, hey, that's the kind, that's the kind of Boaz I want, somebody that's kind, and what she didn't realize, I only did that for an hour, you know, but I, she wanted it 24 hours. I said, I don't know if I can do that for 24 hours. So, she didn't always, after we got married, she didn't always agree with what I said. And I was so surprised because she had an opinion, right? And she said, uh, you wouldn't like it if I disagreed with everything you said. I said, no, I think I would. Let's, let's, let's try it. We, we can try it. You, just, you do everything I say, and let's see how that works. That didn't last but five minutes. But anyway, what we learned to do is to compromise. Because she would do it one way and I would do it the other way, and it didn't seem like it, the two would, would, could mesh. So I said, okay, I'll tell you what, you do it your way, and I'll agree with you. Then next time I'll do it my way, and you agree with me. She said, okay. So we did it her way, and I was so surprised that it came out. It worked out. How in the world could that be that way? And so I said, okay, now my turn. So I tried it my way, and sure enough, it worked out. And she said, the Lord helped you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, that wasn't that great an idea, but the Lord helped you. Praise God. So what we found out, it wasn't who was right or who was wrong. What was the key? Come into agreement. When you come into agreement, the Lord will bless what you do together. So now that's the natural. Now let's look at the, at the um, spiritual. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, how to get closer to God. Let's see. The first one is cleanse yourself. Isn't that right? It says what? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, and purify your hearts, 
you double-minded people. Isn't that exciting? You know, here's a, a book to the Christians. Pure, cleanse your hands. What does that mean? The things that you do, your actions, where you go, what you do. Keep your hands clean, right? Purify your hearts. That's your motive. Is your heart clean before the Lord? And don't be double-minded. Don't be distracted. Don't be thinking, well, the Lord's going to do this or he's not going to do that. Be single-minded. Be, believe that the Lord is going to do great things for you. Amen? Cleanse yourself of your hands. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now, you can be good if you want to be good. Did you know that? If you, really, if you, if you ever prayed when you really needed God to work in your life, and you said, okay, Lord, I'm going to, whatever you say, Lord, I'm going to do. You're on your best behavior. Do you remember those times? You, you can be good. You don't have to like, well, I just can't help it. I'm thinking these thoughts. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you can. If you keep your mind straight. I remember we were, uh, Marianne and I were taking care of some kids in a class in a convention in Pasadena. They had a, at the Pasadena Convention Center, we had about 60 kids. And we were at the church where they, you know, they didn't have a time limit on their service. <laughs> you know, they started at 7, and it was like midnight, and they still hadn't dismissed. And so I went through all my routines. I had all my stuff, all my, you know, skits and all my lessons. And I was running out of things to do. So I said, okay, Marianne, you take the girls. I take the boys. We're going to go for a walk around Convention Center. So we're walking around, and I was getting tired of these kids. I'm going, you know what? <laughs> okay, it's 1130. Okay, give me a break. Okay, been with them for four and a half hours. You all holier than thou. <laughs> I said, oh, you guys line up against the wall right there. And they said, okay. I said, do you think you guys can take me? You, you know I'm bigger and badder than you all. If any of you think you can take me, I'll, I'll take you on right now. And this one little kid that I roughhouse at his house all the time whips off his jacket. I got you. And he starts running towards me, jumps on me. I said, will you stop it? Get, knock it off. I said, all right, get in the classroom. Okay, so we get in the classroom. I said, okay, Lord, I need, I need one last trick to get me through here. So I said, okay, you guys, if any of you can be quiet and just sit up straight and behave for 15 minutes, I'll give you a dollar. Oh, my God, it's like I had a new class. <laughs> they did straight ahead, and when I was walking around the room, they were, their eyes were going, following me. I was, I was in heaven, man. I go, like, I got control over these people, you know. And then as time went on, I go, like, nobody's talking. Nobody's, I'm going to owe this whole class a dollar. So I had to pull some tricks, you know, to say, you know. So I go, okay, you win. You got me. Congratulations. You were the best. What was your name again? <laughs> and they say the name. I go, I'm sorry, you talked. That's it. You can't talk. You lost. <laughs> well, you know, I had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> So I wound up giving him the whole class a dollar. It was a very expensive uh, night, but I learned something. Okay, so we're supposed to cleanse ourselves. We're supposed to take a bath, a spiritual bath, every day. Confess your faults one to another. Y yesterday's bath doesn't work. A week ago's bath doesn't work, right? A month ago, bath doesn't work. Confess your faults daily. So how do we cleanse ourselves? The Bible says in Ephesians 5 that we cleanse ourselves by the washing of the word, right? The husband washes the, the wife um, with the word of God. And so I thought that meant you just get a hose and shh. What, that, no, no. You be the example. 
you be the example for her. So we're supposed to cleanse ourselves. Praise God. Repent of our ways. Do those things that are good in his sight. Okay. So the second thing is to consecrate yourself. First one is what? Cleanse yourself. Purify your heart. Second one is consecrate yourself. Through us, and what is consecrate? It's, it's the fragrance. Put on your perfume. It's the anointing of God. It's the presence of God. You know what anointing is? It's God with you. And so when God is with you, it's a sweet-smelling fragrance. Through us manifests the fragrance of his knowledge in every place, for we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. You know, when you're with somebody and the fruit of the Spirit is flowing through them, they're enjoyable to be with, aren't they? The fragrance of Christ is there. It's not like when you're visiting somebody and they said, uh, I don't know about that guy. I don't know about that girl. Something funny about them. <laughs> you have to have this sweet-smelling fragrance. I know a couple of people that I would go to their house, and they, they would be praying hours, and they said they could smell the sweet fragrance of the Lord, the rose of Sharon, roses. They could smell roses in their house, Amen. right? So when you're in the presence of, when you consecrate yourself to the Lord, there is a sweet-smelling Savior. Savior. Praise the Lord. So the second thing, or the third thing, is clothe yourself. It says here, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. You have a robe of righteousness. Did you know that? Yes. That's good news, I think. And what it, it, the Bible says that he will fill us with the garment of praise. When you praise the Lord, when you spend time with him and worship him, he comes in and makes his abode with us. He makes his presence known unto us. And when you do that, he stays with you. And we're going to find that out in the next uh, 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 slide. Commit yourself. So we got all C's, Tony. We got cleanse yourself. We've got what? Help me, class. Consecrate. Consecrate yourself. Clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. Now, commit yourself. commit yourself, right. Oh, yeah, we're on commit yourself. Uh, so what she's doing is she's committing herself by sitting or laying at his feet. I'm committed to you. I believe in you, Lord. Even when things don't go right, when, even when you don't understand why things are not happening the way you want them to happen, you still trust and believe in the Lord that he's going to work it out. Yes, amen? amen? Yes. Commit to him. And the, Martha, uh, she went into the house. She had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So we commit ourselves to the word of God. We commit to what God is saying. And, and uh, so uh, the last thing here, you know, in committing yourself, Peter said, Lord, we have forsaken all to follow you. Have you forsaken all? Forsaken all your desires, all your wishes, all your plans, and follow him and let him guide and direct you? And the last thing is to be conformed. Conformed means that everything he says to do, I will do. Is that what you do with the Lord? Or the Lord tells you to do something, you say, well, you know, Lord, let me pray about it. Tell me what you want me to do, and I'll see if I really want to do it or not. Or do we just jump in and say, okay, Lord, what you said to me, I will do. 
Now, here's, here's, here's the scripture that I really love. John 14, 23. Is that in there? The last one. Conform yourself. Are you ready for this? If anyone loves me, he will, what? Keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home or our abide with him. He's going to come in and take residence in your being, in your, in your place. So wherever you go, he's there. And you know the difference between a visitor and someone that lives there with you? When you have a party and the visitors are there, at a certain hour, everybody's supposed to go home. Isn't that right? The visitors go home and the people that stay there stay. And have you ever had visitors that don't want to go home? No, it's going to make, let's, let's watch a movie. No. <laughs> let's play a game. I got a, I got a great card game. You want to play? No, no, no. It's 11.30. Go home. It's time to go home, right? And that time gets earlier and earlier the older you get, right? <laughs> Nine o'clock is okay. <laughs> so I don't know what your subtleties are, but some of us got to turn out the lights, you know? Got a busy day tomorrow, do you? And if worse comes to worse, you just go upstairs, put on your pajamas. <laughs> Come on back home. Come on downstairs. Say, well, I think that about wraps it up here. <laughs> but Jesus said, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to be with you. When you do what he says to do, when you follow him. Nobody wants somebody that, with you that that they don't follow. When you're looking for a bride or a husband, you don't want them to just do whatever they want to do. If you say something for them to do, they're supposed to like agree with you, conform, praise God. All right, here's the final uh, slide here. Are you, getting, are you getting help with this? Can you change your life with this? Can you cleanse yourself? Can you uh, commit yourself? Can you, uh, I wish I had it all written down here. Help me, help me, class. You taking notes? There you go. Can you do all that? Yes. Amen. And then here's the promise. Oh, there it is. Cleanse yourself. Is that, were you, were you reading from there? All right, if you can be quiet for just 15 minutes, I'll give you a dollar, okay? <laughs> Cleanse yourself. Consecrate yourself. Clothe yourself. Commit yourself, conform yourself, and here's the blessing. You ready for the blessing? Here's what Boaz said he'll do. Then he said, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do you fear, I will do for you all that you request. All that you request. So three things. Ready? Next, next slide. He blessed her. He comforted her, and he provided for her. That's what God will do for us. That's what Jesus will do for us. He'll bless her. Whatever you put your hands to will prosper. He'll comfort you. He said, do not be afraid. He spoke peace to her, and he provided for her. He put barley in her shawl that weighed between 60 and 100 pounds. Now, that's a lot of weight. He, abundance that he wanted to give to her. He wanted to make known the fact that I love you and provision is not a problem for me. Praise the Lord. So this is the beginning of our series for this month that I may know him. And I want you guys to, uh, as your homework assignment, spend time with the Lord. 
Be close to him. You know, they say that the average Christian prays about five minutes a day, not counting uh, grace. <laughs> That's kind of bad, isn't it? God said, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous for you. I'm hungry for you. Spend time, if, maybe if you only spend five, spend ten. Just increase it. And the closer you get to him, the more things of the world will just pass by you. More things will happen for your good because he's with you. He's got his abode with you. He'll help you. He'll bless you. He'll comfort you in times of trouble. You know, when you're facing situations that you don't want to face, I'll be there with you. And he said he'll provide for you. Amen? Let's bow our heads. So, Father, we thank you for the privilege to hear from you out of the Old Testament principles that we can apply to our life today so that it would be uh, updated for our time frame and we are able to know who you are, what you are, and what you can do for us. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And all agreed said, amen. Now, if you're here today and you say, you know what? I haven't been giving my life to him in that regard. I just want you to raise your hand. I want to pray over you that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon you and give you the unction, the desire, and the wherewithals to do those things. I see all those hands. Praise the Lord. So, Father, I just thank you that those that have raised their hands, that they know that you see them, Lord, and that you'll be with them when, you make time, when they make time for you. You'll be with them, and you'll be able to make your presence known. So, so Father, encourage them. Draw them by your Spirit so that they may know you and all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.